Welcome, America. This is the Daily Answer, your host, Mark Dennegan. And this is the, you might say, third installment of what young people or teenagers need to hear. And it's not that they need to hear more than old people, but I just wanted to spend a little bit more time on this particular on this particular topic. Last time, last episode, we stopped with we stopped the show with stop listening to the things that make you weak. And so that's kind of where we left off at. And I would also say in that stop feeling sorry for yourself. I mean, self-pity, self-pity is incredibly destructive and paralyzing. Okay, you need confidence. You need to move forward. Be wise enough to see what I would say are the fads. That is, and there's a number of fads that are kind of like morally neutral fads in fashion and things like that. And and then there are the fads, uh, the Ephesians chapter four, verse 12 sort of things. Every wind of doctrine, like the latest thing coming down the pike, the latest false idea, the latest human ideology, recognize those things as such, as temporary, as as something that comes and goes, and it's been here before. Nothing new under the sun. And be careful about getting caught up in them and swept away by that. And stay with truth, with God's word. I know at the moment, at the moment when when every wind of doctrine hits at the moment, it seems like that, well, people will always believe this. And so what's going to happen to me? I'm going to have to, you know, in order to fit in or whatever, I'm going to have to adjust. No, uh uh-uh. People do not always believe that. It comes and goes. People don't believe that everywhere, too. That's one of the benefits of traveling and of our travels across America is that um, the big urban areas, L.A., Chicago, New York, etc., they're bubbles. People there are kind of living in a bubble. A lot of America is unlike that. Um, in those big urban areas, sometimes you have more non-religious people, more secular people. And you get outside of that and you realize, hey, you, you got a whole country of people that still believe in God and still hold the moral values and, and you know, men are men and women are women type of thing. So be careful about getting, getting swept up in the latest greatest um, because it's going to come and go. And the kingdom of God is going to be left remaining. Book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Learn to realize what's temporary, transitory, and what's eternal. God's not going anywhere. The Bible's not going anywhere. The church that Jesus founded is not going anywhere. It survived for over 2,000 years. But human empires come and go. Human businesses come and go. And if you live long enough, you'll see that when I was a kid, it was Sears. I mean, when I was a kid, Sears was the Amazon of its time. You could get a house through Sears. You could buy a home kit through Sears. And if someone had told me when I was like eight, nine, 10 years old, you know what? One of these days, Sears is not even going to be exist anymore. That'd be like telling somebody today that Amazon one day will not exist or Facebook will not exist or Microsoft will not exist. And yet 
that's all very possible that they will not exist. Look at the empires that have come and gone. The Egyptian Empire, Babylonian Empire, Assyrian Empire. Uh, empires still come and go. Avoid trying to please people. Luke chapter 6, Jesus said, Woe when all men speak well of you. That doesn't mean to be ornery and belligerent. But by pleasing people, Jesus talked about what he meant is um, not obeying the truth and not speaking the truth when it's unpopular. You know, in John chapter 12, 42 and 43, there were people that believed in Jesus. The text actually says they believed in him, but they would not confess him. Why? Because they were afraid of men. They were afraid of what? They were afraid of the social cost. They were afraid of, you know, being lit up. They were afraid of what people thought about them. Uh, the Pharisees got in the trap. Everything they do, to, they do to please men. That's what Jesus noted in the Sermon on the Mount and also in Matthew chapter 23. So, you know, there's a proverb that says a man of many friends comes to ruin. And I think the thought is nothing wrong with friends. But at some point, you could have too many friends. That is, you have you have two, you've picked up too many people that do not have the same values you have and that they're having a greater influence upon you than you're having on them. You formed a lot of unwise relationships. And now you're more committed to the friendship than you are to God's friendship. I mean, being a Christian, being a faithful Christian should automatically make it where there are certain people that have no interest in being your friend because they don't want to be around a godly person. And so how many likes that you have on Facebook really is irrelevant? It's who's given you the like. What's the values of the person giving you the like? I mean, don't do something and post on Facebook and say like, see, I knew that was right because of all these likes you have. Everybody else that commented and there's a whole lot of people out there, young people that are going to give you a like and they're afraid to give you anything else because they want likes back and surround yourself with people that will tell you the truth and not lie to you. If you post something that should be corrected, you want to have friends that say, hey, you might want to look at that and take that down because it's not true, because it's false. Be mindful of what is not in your best long-term interest. You know, man, not doing your homework, that's not in your best interest. Uh Quitting a job without giving proper notice, that's not in your best interest. And you might say, well, I know people and they do that. It doesn't catch up to them. It always catches up to people. It always does. Besides, it's not right. It's wrong. Need to have some values. Rather than, well, I don't see this affecting me immediately. Now, there's a lot of things that don't affect you immediately, and then they show up at 3 o'clock in the morning in your life. Be very wise about what is true love, true compassion, and real courage, what they look like. Because we live in a world today that 
um, is using terms and terminology in inaccurate ways. First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 defines love as love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but love rejoices with the truth. That's verse six. So love does not engage in sin and love does not defend sin and love does not glorify sin. And so whatever the Bible says is sinful is never a loving thing. Sex outside of marriage is sinful. It's fornication. Send you to hell with an airmail stamp on your rump. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. But I know a lot of people would say, yeah, but it's love. No, it's not. It's lust. Well, my wife doesn't understand me. And I met this woman at work. And boy, she is the kindest, sweetest, etc. And I mean, how can it be wrong when it feels so right? It's wrong. It's, it's adultery. And the same thing is true for homosexuality. Yeah. None of those are loving behaviors, no matter what people say about them, and no matter how many people say they are. Numbers mean nothing to God. Hebrews, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 4, let God be found true, even if that means every man is a liar. God is still right, even if the entire human race sides against him. God is still right. Truth is still truth. And so do not fall into the trap of labeling something love when it's lust. We need to be honest enough to call it what it is. That's how Joseph was able to resist the advances of Potiphar's wife. Joseph just came out and said, how can I commit this great evil and sin against God? Genesis 39, 9. Yeah, you got to call it what it is. That, that's the way you resist temptation. Flee, call it what it is. That's sin. That's evil. That's wrong. That's selfish. That's going to mess up my life. That's not normal. And what real courage is like. Real courage is not coming out on Facebook and announcing your sin. That's not real courage. No. Uh, that's shameless behavior. That's at a point that you cannot blush anymore. Your, your sins could, should make you blessed, blush. You, you should not want to talk about your sins publicly. There's something to be ashamed of. What you should, what courage is, is courage is speaking the truth on Facebook, speaking God's truth. That's real courage. And uh, it, it's not, if someone is out there celebrating their sin, it is not love to support them. I mean, you're being their worst enemy. You're lying to them. You're like telling the emperor, your clothes look great when he has no clothes on. Yeah. I mean, that person will help you end up in hell. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to root you on the Broadway. I'm going to, here you're, you're on the Broadway and I'm on the Broadway and I'm going to be having my little pom-poms here and rooting you on to stay on the Broadway. Instead of telling you, save yourself, repent, get off, save yourselves from this crooked generation, save yourselves from the wrath of God to come. First Thessalonians 1 verse 10. So define your terms correctly. 
uh, I mean, yeah, there's a guy there with the cardboard sign. I need food or whatever. I need money, you know, whatever helps. Okay. Well, I'm going to give him some. What, what is he going to do with it? I mean, you weren't born yesterday, were you? <laughs> I guess if you're listening to this podcast, you could not have been born yesterday. And what's the guy going to do with it? How many places do you go that are saying, looking for work, looking for work, looking for employees, looking for employees, looking for workers? Hey, Mr. Guy with your cardboard sign, there's a whole lot of businesses down there. There's work there. No, I'm not going to give you any money. The Bible says if a man won't work, neither let him eat. Maybe he'll get hungry enough and he'll go and apply for one of those plentiful jobs. Well, that's hard or... No, no, that's compassion. That's love. Love tells people the truth. Love does not lie to people. Love does not enable people in their sin. Here, let me help you keep doing drugs. Let me help you keep living irresponsibly. Here, let me help you keep doing that. Mm -mm. There's zero compassion in that. That's a misplaced compassion. Know what to discard. Someone said knowledge is knowing what to add to your life. Wisdom is knowing what to get rid of. You know, the Bible often tells us to get rid of things, get rid of, you know, what remains of wickedness, James 1.21. Get rid of malice and envy in First Peter chapter 2. Guy thing in your life that you need to get rid of, like get rid of that attitude, get rid of that anger, get rid of that self-pity. Get rid of living for yourself. Get rid of that. Get rid of that attitude. That's a bad attitude. You become what you think. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the springs or issues of life. You become what you mentally ponder. And what that means is that you cannot be all bitter and taut inside and become a great happy person. If you're full of bitter thoughts, you're going to be a bitter person. If you're full of sinful thoughts, you're going to be a sinful person. Well, I can just keep it on the inside. No, no, no. The Bible, the Bible says, no, that's a fool thinks that. If you think I can look at pornography, but never act it out. That, that is, I can, I can watch pornography about, you know, adultery or fornication or rape or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I would never act that out. That's a lie. You will act it out eventually. You become what you think. And all that's left is just the opportunity for that. So be very careful about what you fill your head with because you can't get rid of it. Once it's in there, it's in there forever. Man, watch the movies, internet, you know, just really be careful about what you mentally digest. It's kind of like you are what you eat, what you, well, you are what you think. You just can't fill your mind with filth and remain a pure individual or a good person. Now you can be a good person, but you got to clean up your life. You got to clean up your heart. You got a future self. Hopefully you do. That is that you're not going to die tomorrow. That is 
you're going to be around 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Be kind to your future self. And you might say, Mark, Mark, what do you mean by that? You know, the temptation is to think, oh, I got this stuff to do. I'll let the future me, me deal with that. Because the temptation is to think that the future you, the you 20 years from now will be self-controlled and patient and mature and wise. No, the future you will be you. And the future you will be simply the next 20 years of your daily choices. And if you keep making foolish decisions and putting things off and delaying things and not accepting responsibility and not growing up and not manning up or whatever, then 20 years from now, the future you is going to be very immature you, unprepared you, with a whole lot on his plate now or her plate. If the future you showed up today, that is the, the you 20 years from now showed up today and hung around with you for about a week. At the end of the week, would they say, I love the plan. I love the plan. Keep working the plan. Or would they say, you're an idiot. You're setting me up for failure. You're setting me up for destruction. You are putting so much on me in the future. Which one would it be? Be kind to your future self. The future you will be you. It won't be somebody different. It will be you. It will simply be the product of all your choices from now until that moment in time. And how do you want that to go down? When you're dating people, I mean, I don't have anything against dating if you're Christian, dating a non-Christian. I mean, my wife met me, went out on a date with me when I was not a Christian. But you need to have at least, you need, first of all, you need to be clear about your standards. You know, no, there's not going to be any making out and stuff like that. Okay. We're not going to be following one another and we're not going to be drinking and doing drugs and watching things that are wrong. Yeah. No, no. Okay. And also a non-Christian wants to take you out. Hey, you need to come to services with me first and meet my family and meet the people at church. Number one, when you marry, you marry into a family. Okay, so who you're, whoever you're dating needs to see your family, and they need to see them because you do marry into a family. Not only that, but when you're young and even when you're old, you need a second set of eyes. You need, some, you need somebody else looking at this person going like, okay, am I not seeing something here? Because love can be a little blind. And you want the good, faithful people at church giving them a once-over. The ladies at church, you know, with their antenna going up, going, hmm, okay. The men coming up and giving them a good whiff or whatever and go like, hey, does this guy smell right? You want, not only that, but you want to see how they handle that. Because if they crumble, oh, no, 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 no way. You're going to marry somebody weak? A coward? Because whoever you marry... You got to do some hard stuff together with them. And you might say, well, don't plan on marrying them. I'm just going to date them. Okay, okay, okay. But a lot of people end up dating the people they marry, especially if they've dated them for a prolonged time. Maybe they make out when they shouldn't because strings are attached. 
did them for a long period of time. It's like, yeah, this is not really the one, but I've kind of invested so much time in this relationship and I'm not sure if I'm going to find anybody else. You would be amazed at how many people start to date someone that they would claim, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not, don't worry, I'm not going to marry this person. And they do. Ponder that as we close today's program. This is Mark for The Daily Answer. Until next time, we'll see you in the funny papers.